0: And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome, everybody, to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you're tuning in this week. And hey, this is, you know, I've done a lot of musicians. I've done country. I've done rock. I've done rap. I've done pop. This is my first time to interview a death metal hardcore band. How's that? How's that? All right. We'll, We'll dive into this genre a little bit more later and let them put their own spin and twist on all of that. But I just wanted you to know for all of you who know anybody who's into death metal, this is the interview for you. You want to share this with your friends, all right? So, anyway. And, uh, and this, is, this is Dead on Collision, yeah. and here with us today, Ben Brown is now the audio-video guy yep. for the church that I just recently became the lead pastor for, so that's how Ben and I met. Yep. But it turns out that my producer, whom all of you who have been listening for a long time, Matt Cox, was drumming in a death metal kind of band thing, and he's totally into this genre. Right, it's a small world. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and uh, everybody knows Matt. So um, anyway, and then I've got uh, EJ Yark. That's me. EJ, and then Simon Joseph. One and only. This is dead on collision. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. Ben sent me some of your uh, cuts that you're coming out with here soon on March 10th. I understand on my birthday.
1: Yeah, that's right. Man, you're coming man, out right
0: with. Um, Slurping Serpents, Guts, Necromantic. Did I say that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facial Degloving. <laughs> yeah, Woo! Yeah. All right. And 250 Forgotten Corpses. So I've listened to those those cuts from you guys. So we'll talk about those here in a minute, too. You're one of the only ones who've heard them. <laughs> <laughs> first releases. So, um, But let's first, I always like to get a little bit of backstory, origin story. So... Um, EJ, why don't you start us off, like, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Give us a little sense of your family background and, you know, kind of... If you have any faith background or lack of faith background, I kind of like to know those things, too. Just anything like that.
2: For sure. Um, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, um, February 26, 2004. I was born at the St. Luke's right there on Barrier Road. Okay. Um, And I lived in Edgerton, Missouri, which is just... 25 minutes-ish north of here.
0: I know Edgerton. Mhm.
2: I lived there for about 15 years, and then we moved to Dearborn, which is the neighboring town. And um, I went to North Platte, and I still live there with my mom and dad. Um, I work in Kansas City with my dad. Um, yeah, I mean, mom and dad together, sister, family, you know, the whole yeah. deal, niece. Yeah. Um, but on the topic of, like, Faith and lack of faith. Um, grew up Baptist. Um, family went to church. That kind of fizzled out. My mom went to church again. That fizzled out. My mom's, my mom's pretty religious. You uh-huh. know, she reads the Bible, and she'll tell me things. And It's not that I don't care about them. It's just like I'm not the most religious person in the world. I don't do that kind of thing. But I respect it. She's my
0: mom. I mm-hmm. love my mom. So whatever she wants to tell me, let her tell me. <laughs> she'll lay a good, good sermon on you every now and then. Sometimes. Sometimes. Honestly,
2: <laughs> my grandma, though, now that, we, now that my grandma's like seeing the imagery for like the stuff we got going on, she's, she's getting all nervous now, right? She's got something to say to me all the <laughs> time about it, uh, but it's all good. It's all with love.
0: That's awesome. All right, cool. Simon.
3: All right. Uh, thankfully, born and raised in KC. Uh, spent most of my life here. lived in Texas for a little bit with my mom's. Um, with music, I kind of got raised into it, which kind of like propelled me to where I am now, which is like something that I'm very very grateful for.
0: Uh, yeah. So, uh, say that. What do you mean by that? You got raised in? It was like your parent were your parents musicians?
3: Yeah my uh, my dad was in a touring band growing up around here. Kind of really kind of touring, mostly local.
0: What, but what kind of what kind of band was he in?
3: Uh metal band. Not yeah? not too different from what we're playing. Really? Yeah.
0: Sweet. Yeah, he, uh, he recorded our demo. His dad he did. Been. Yeah. Awesome. He did record our stuff. Well that's cool. Yeah. Huh. What was his band's name? Do you uh surrogate sons. Did you know them, Matt? Sounds really
3: familiar. Tell oh, oh, some <laughs> of the other ones. Oh yeah. He's done a he's done stuff with Lucid Paradox, a guy named Tyler Keast, I think. Okay. Um he's done a couple like one off things. He's Not really doing much of anything now, but but he got me where I am
0: now, which is... So you grew up around loud music, guitars, blaring, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff? Something loud coming from every part of the house. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. See, my dad was listening to Johnny Cash, Gospel Quartets, and the Statler Brothers, and then when I started playing rock and roll, you know, it was always like, turn that down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that <was music. laughs> totally different experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, that's cool. So what about you, uh, e- EJ? Did you have, like, were your parents doing music or how did you first get into music?
2: Um, parents don't really do music at all. I mean, like, they listen, they're listeners. So like anything from Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson mm-hmm. to like Nickelback and then Katy Perry like, the iTunes was just a collage of <laughs> mid-2000s okay. tomfoolery, you know what I mean? But
0: how did you get into music then? Huh? Um, were you in band or just... I, I was never in band. I um, I just always wanted
2: something to listen to, and I would just listen to different music. And then I think the song that really got me starting started listening to a lot more music was Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Hmm. And then, like by that by that time, I, I kind of knew guitar. There were some friends at school that knew how to play guitar, and I wanted to start a band with them. And I actually bought a guitar for, to persuade a kid to join the band I wanted to start. And he was like, "Nah, dude." And how that, old were you? It's been seventh grade. So what year? What age is that usually? I'm, I'm bad with 12, that. 13, Twelve, thirteen. 13, 13. Yeah, 12. And so, huh. I, he just he didn't want to play. And then none of the other guys really wanted to do anything. And I had this guitar. I was like, so you just. Start started teaching
0: yourself? Mm-hmm.
2: I started teaching myself, and then that kind of fizzled out. I picked up banjo for a little bit and harmonica, Homegrown. which was like oh, yeah. the most uncool kid in the eighth grade now. <laughs> <laughs> but then I started picking up guitar again, and all I could listen to was Alice Cooper and Ted Nugent, and then it just kind of goes from there, and that's how I met this kid. Man. I owe him everything because he showed me almost all the music I
0: listened to. Yeah and screen. you were playing already right because mm-hmm. your dad like yeah. you how how young were you playing oh man i mean guitar yeah was around eighth grade okay
3: but i had been doing like piano and you know pretending i knew how to play bass <laughs> <laughs> you know I'd, I'd pound away on a drum kit but i never really like took anything seriously until the guitar came around
0: okay all right how about you ben
3: well background um,
0: family where were you born all that stuff
1: Born into the Browns. The Browns are a big family in Platte City. Everyone knows the Browns. Uh, Grew up on a hay farm. Parents are still together. They lived in the same house till, well, they still lived there. I had moved out last year, but I lived in the same house growing up. I've got a sister, like seven cousins, all in Platte City. Well, five cousins, seven (laughs) in total. Um, uh, His mom works with my aunt. A real small town, Um, very religious, Uh, every Sunday went to church, uh, which, funnily funnily enough, is the same uh, Disciples of Christ that we work at now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm a new Disciples of Christ guy, so...
1: Right, yeah, welcome. (laughs) Um, I, it was not super old-fashioned, it's Disciples of Christ, you know, it's got relatively new Beliefs, but it was always pushed on me a lot. So I've I, I never been the most hip about religion, but uh, I'm slowly learning to enjoy it more and more my, <laughs> on my own pace. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was never my par- my parents were never musicians. Um, my mom wanted me to play piano, and I played a lot of Christian piano hymns, um, which I hated. I had to practice 20 minutes every day um, from. Fourth grade up till eighth grade, like wow. four years, twenty minutes mm. every day. I got one day off every week, and I hated it. Yeah, uh, I never thought I'd get into music again. And then I met the student in high school, uh, and we want to start a band. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> we don't like Kyle anymore. <laughs> oh, mm. uh, sorry,
0: sorry Kyle, if you're listening, we love you. I do. Well, you know <laughs> they don't, but I do. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I was in uh, soft, sophomore year. When I got into guitar, and it just went well. Also, that in the Motley Crue movie that came out, oh, that was a big inspiration. And du- dirt, some, yeah, the dirt? dirt, yeah, not so much anymore. At the time, that was my main reason for
0: getting into music. Oh yeah, that was kind of. I I watched that movie at least twice. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's got a kind of an interesting twist at the end, you yeah. know, a little bit, but uh-huh. yeah, it's uh yeah. Anyway, cool. Mm-hmm. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So then, how did you guys, how did Dead on Collision get together?
2: Did I start this one off? Go for it. So.
0: All right. Um,
2: we've been friends for quite some time now. Um, he met Ben through me. Um, me and him met about fourth grade he came to our school but eighth grade year we really started connecting because he liked king of the hill in music <laughs> i liked king of the hill in music and oh, so yeah. we just started talking and he moves away and he over the phone we start talking about like we both know we play guitar let's be in a band he comes back and we just you know lack of a better term attached to the hip i mean yeah. showing each other bands listening to music hanging out like And like when I say like you know I owe him everything because like the music he showed me like he showed me every band that made me who I am now, and so that's really important to me. And so like through guitar playing and stuff like that, I added this chick Snapchat one day, and and she was a drummer, and I was like, you want to start a band? And she was like, well, I'm already in a band, and it was his band, Teen Distortion at the time. She wasn't in the band. She was the backup drummer. There
1: was, that was her self-proclaimed title.
2: <laughs> and um, she was like, we just lost one of our guitarists, being Kyle.
1: Yup, that was Kyle. Bye-bye, Kyle.
2: <laughs> and I was like, let me try out. And about a week later, I was there trying out, and that was Ben's house. And that's how I met Ben, and then he moved away for uh, about... A year or so, and he came yeah. back for a month to visit his dad. And I was like, "Dude, come kick out of band practice." And we just all started hanging out. The rest is history. Huh. The rest is history. <laughs> How long ago
0: was that? Two
1: years
2: ago. Two years. Two. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you've been playing together two years. we have been hanging out for about two years. Yes. Two EJ years. and okay. I've
1: been playing together for about uh, two years, yeah. and then mm-hmm. three of us under dead-on collision about five months. Yeah, five yeah. months. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. What like? Do you get together once a week or twice a week or twice? If you can. just jam out, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. jam out. We've been things have been slacking since you've been in the studio. We're doing this demo and stuff like that. But so, how do you like? You've got some new songs coming out. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I don't want to start diving into those quite yet. But <clears throat> who, who, who writes the lyrics? All three of us. All three. All three of really? Us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're you're like doing a collaborative songwriting effort. Mm-hmm. Every one of your songs, all three of you have. Yeah. Jumped in on. Oh wow! Yeah. Our our thing is we try and
1: leave <clears throat> ego at the door. You know, we tell we tell each other, I hate that, I love that. You know, it's for the band. It's not for personal growth. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ego. At Collaborative the door. <laughs> songwriting is. I. It, there's not as many bands I that do it that way. I think most have like a songwriter that or maybe two, but you know mm-hmm. they'll they'll write. Their, but I think it's kind of cool to the collaboration. Style, vocals too. We all three, yeah. Sing all three do vocals. Okay. Live. And then what are all of you? Who's the drummer? Me. Okay. That guy on drums.
1: (laughs) And then (laughs) you
0: you two are playing both doing guitar. I play bass. Yep. And I just play straight up guitar. Okay. Straight up guitar. Straight up guitar. What were you saying about seven string?
1: Yeah. So you were asking us to bring an acoustic in. And that would have been super cool, but we weren't too sure how our songs would transcribe onto a six-string yeah acoustic. Cause we, <laughs> you play seven-string acoustic, I play five-string what, bass.
0: What's the deal with seven-string acoustic? I'm not, I'm not up to speed on that one. Well, so but,
3: seven strings, like, what's a big huge misconception about them is that right. they're like they're only around for like metal and rock and these huge low ends that people are going to. But like seven-string guitars have existed since. Like medieval times, because bards used to play on seventh strings, so they could play in you know open tunings. I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. Mm. It's educated, dog. Yeah, you better, <laughs> you better listen up, you Well,
0: that's that's cool. So I wanna I want to jump first into this genre of music. Okay, so I when I inter, when I opened up today, we talked about death hardcore metal. All right, so like give. Get, for those who don't know this genre. Let's do a let's do a little history on it. Like who? That's you. This kid. I think how would me. it how would it have started? And then, Matt, I want you to jump in when like because you were really you know a lot about the Kansas City metal scene. It seemed like to me. A little, a little. <laughs> a little. I grew up. In it. Grew up in it, right? So, kind of be fun. But let's like go backwards. Like who who would have been some of the early pioneers of this this style of music
3: oh man well uh there's this band that nobody really talks about that we have to thank for everything a little little three piece from detroit called Mm death who um funnily enough they invented punk a couple years before ramones did and Ah. nobody talks about it because it didn't really get released until like way later on but that you know natural course of things we got Black Sabbath, the start, the first metal band, first metal riff, first doom metal band. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, <clears throat> from there, people were just like, okay, well, we have all this slow stuff. Why don't we do some fast stuff? So then people start interjecting more and more punk riffs and like tremolo picking riffs. And then you get to Slayer like, shit. yeah, you get to like thrash metal or not thrash metal quite so early, but like speed metal, you know, like Deep Purple and. Judas Priest, budgie, Budgie, you and your Budgie. <laughs> <laughs> budgie's kick ass, dude. Budgie does <laughs> kick ass. Yeah, people just kept like trying to take things to further and further extremes, and you know, thrash metal heads back in the '80s were like, "Well, what if we just scream our lyrics?"
0: Mm-hmm. What a concept. Are. now. We have to- <laughs> a concept. so. Is that one of the defining characteristics? Is the screaming of lyrics? It definitely can
3: be. Okay. But there's there's definitely like some bands and genres that take like all the instrumentation and all of the like song structures from death metal and stuff and progressive stuff, but then they use like these clean and harsher
0: vocals, kind of like Opus did. Mm-hmm. But. so um, so if you think of like Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, uh, Slayer. Are those thrash metal bands? Yeah, the, those, those are considered the big four. Okay, so big four. Those, those are big, big four. four those are big bands. All right. Now I don't know who decided
2: that because I, I have some different opinions. But. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So then, so that was those are eighties bands, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So then, if you move into the nineties, Matt, is that when you're growing up here in Kansas City? Um,
4: early two thousand. I moved
0: okay and you were what like how old uh, 12 12? 2001 you guys weren't born yet nope <laughs> <laughs> no. see <It's> <laughs> how does that make you feel Matt <laughs> they
4: were talking
0: about like we're all 19 I was like, uh, like twice their age. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt how, what bands did you start getting into in Kansas City in the in two, early 2000s when these guys weren't even born yet well,
4: I, I got introduced to this kind of music from a kid at church camp. <laughs> um, I was listening to Linkin Park.
1: And he oh, was like, yeah.
4: He was like, do you like heavier stuff? And I was like, well, this is like as heavy as the music gets. And he was like, no problem. And he oh, gave snap. me a, a Burn CD and it had a band called Norma Jean
2: on it. Mm. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I
4: listened to Norma Jean for the first time on the bus ride home from church camp and I became like obsessed with it. And I literally, <laughs>
1: Hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Bane? Yeah. Nice. Um,
4: and So a lot all of that stuff that. was like the entry into music for, for that kind of music for me. Um, but then locally when I got a little bit older, uh, I don't know, like the, the local scene here in Kansas City there was a, a lot of bands
2: So true. Yeah. So true. So even to this
0: day, like if there's a band like yours, where in the heck do you play? I th- I think in your basement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously? Yes. We should do that. Yeah. That there, would be awesome. There we go. You heard it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! There's,
2: All right, guys. There's a, there's a venue called the Flesh Pit, yeah, and, and it is somebody's basement. basement place called Greenhouse. Multiple like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the the big one now is a Farewell. Farewell and Howdy. Those are those are the big ones that like they're huh. having tons of like either extreme bands, noise bands, or even just you know, indie bands. Shoe gays. Band. Shoe yeah, indie bands, they, you know? They get everything. They're so really that. like they're really bring everybody to Kansas City, you yeah. know. And that's awesome because but then that's like what we need. that's what we need. Mm-hmm. But then like you get like when you go to Farewell, because Farewell's twenty one plus and none of us are you know. <laughs> well actually you know, <laughs> What's funny. Never mind. never mind. <laughs> mind. A lot of times, never mind. Some Sometimes
0: mind. in those places they'll let young bands come in and play even though they're not I think we could one. still Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, is Linkin Park considered hardcore? They were They had some heavier stuff. They were
4: like yeah. a just I, a heavier rock
1: rap. band, but rock I
4: didn't know that that easy. Okay, okay. And so to me, like, Linkin Park as a kid was heavy. Yeah. I was just like, I like, like, so P.O.D., their very yeah, first album. I know P.O.D., yeah. Like, he screamed almost every single song. Yeah. I was just like, why, does not, why aren't there more people that do this? I didn't know it was out
0: there. Yeah. So. I, went, I went to a Linkin Park concert back. Mm. Um, it was crazy because I'm a huge U2 fan, all right? You know, I was, like, in the 80s. Um, like, I was into prog rock in the 70s, and then in the 80s, it went hairband. Mm. And I really never, you know, I, I like some hairband, but I, it didn't really, so I started diving into more of the, kind of some of the punk scene, the Echo and the Bunnymen, and, you know, even, you know, I don't know, just some of that that stream of music in the 80s, mm-hmm. instead of the hairband stuff. And uh, Do you have, like, the Misfits? Yeah, yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then, anyway, I got I got into Lincoln Park. And U2 was on their vertical tour playing at Kemper. And then that little Hale Arena next to Kemper. Same night, Lincoln Park played at Hale. And I ended up going <laughs> to Lincoln Park that night. I can't remember what year that was, but um, it was early 2000s, probably when you were. Probably 2004 or something like that, maybe yeah. somewhere in there. And uh, God, that what's that guy's name? Dex, is it Dexter Chester? Chester Bennington, mm, Chester yeah. Bennington. Piece. yeah, man. Yeah. He was un freaking believable, unbelievable. But at any yeah. rate, so if that counts as hardcore, then I, I'm in <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so um. So screaming lyrics, blaring guitars, you layer these guitars on top of each other multiple times when you're tracking this stuff, right? Yeah. You're laying down tracks. Yeah. But is there also something about the, the themes that you visit that defines death metal a little bit?
1: 100%. 100%.
2: Yeah,
0: so what, let's talk They're about... They're
1: more the, into the death metal side of things. But <laughs> yeah, like, but let's no, talk sure.
0: about, like, what are some of the themes that are consistent with oh. death metal themes? Horror Definitely is, like, a
2: huge part of, like, if not, like, the biggest part of death metal. Like, lyrics about killing people, lyrics about doing horrific things. But, I mean, they're cool. I I mean, mean, it's not, like, it's not every day you hear a song called I Come Blood. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and stuff like that. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's
0: all horror. It's all just horrific things. But then like you get hardcore, and, it, and, it, and it's almost like you know, like the difference between mainstream horror and B horror. Yeah, yeah. We're talking B horror. We're talking right? like, like we're talking. You're know, like like slasher films, mm-hmm. like B B. They call it B movie, slasher films, right? There's there's actually a dude here in Kansas City
1: movie, <laughs> <there? laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm best. Yeah, 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 but. Now there's a there's actually a couple of uh, B slasher film guys from Kansas City here. Huh. It's uh, interesting. Anyway, yeah, this this is a a weird subgenre, and I think when when some of these bands first came out, like I know, like so here I'm yeah, I'm Pastor Fred here, right? So <laughs> and so like the like I, I remember some of the Christian crowd like mm. obviously really reacting against this kind of music. Is demonic you know it's, it's, all these the
2: satanic scare yeah, yeah exactly
0: all of that kind of stuff so but then it's been around long enough hmm. Right. Yeah. And some of these guys are grandpas now that started this stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. and they don't they don't seem so satanic anymore. Right. Got them wrinkly old times. <laughs> 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 <Right. laughs> we got Matt over here, you know, as a dad, he's got seven kids and he's into this kind of music. Uh-huh. He, Matt's not satanic, you know. <laughs> right. So you're like going, so what's the draw? Why? Why these themes? What draws? Because I'm guessing neither. I'm guessing none of you are serial killers. No. I hope not.
3: Most
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys are holding out on
3: <laughs> <laughs> You bring the tarps, Matt. <laughs> what, what's the draw? I think, um, like the obscenity. I guess just like because a huge, 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 huge part of the culture is like this big fat middle finger to the mainstream media. And, you know, it's just been constantly going down that path of things getting more and more and more insane. Mm -hmm. I guess people just love the violence, I guess.
0: I think another part of it is just, like... So there's a punkish element to... Like, punk was protest. Yeah. So there's a protest element to this.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah? Uh
2: Yeah. Well, it's, like, people, like... People love appalling people. You know, like, especially, like, death metal and stuff like that. So, like... It's kind of a way of showing, like, how hardcore you can be about this stuff to, and, like, to scare people. But, like, it's not like you want to do it in, like, a mean way. Like, nobody really wants to hurt each other. But it's just, like, look
0: how hardcore I am. I'm singing about ripping up babies and stuff like
2: that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this passage in the Bible, the Old Testament, where it's like a prayer against your enemy, and it talks about dashing their babies on the rocks. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're, you know, it's in the Bible, right? Yeah. And you're like going, holy crap. Like that's, that's, that's some yeah, that intense, violent stuff. Like dashing your, um, your enemies' babies against the rocks.
2: What's, yeah. the, uh, what's, the, what's the
0: moral behind that? That could be hardcore metal, right? Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I got to ask, though, what's the moral in that story? Like, don't do it. S-
0: <laughs>
1: don't do it.
0: <laughs> well, it's a weird thing if you read the Hebrew Bible, um, you know, you can find there's a lot of love in it, you know. But on the flip side, there's these times when when there there's these prayers against the enemy and they get they can get really violent sometimes. So I think it's more about the honesty of emotion that people can have sometimes. When it comes, like if you've ever been hurt by somebody really badly and then you're like, going, I'd like to, you know, mm-hmm. blankety blank. You know, it's, it's that part of humanity that, you know, that, that rails against something in a violent sort of way. Uh, I think that's what it's displaying. And it's not not that it's endorsing the behavior, mm-hmm. but it's being honest about the thought and the emotion behind it. So I don't know. I think we can relate with that honestly. I mm-hmm. mean
2: like none of us intend on actually like killing people, but it's just like Oh it's you, you very get you, you get you get, get so pissed transition. off to the point where you just kinda you know, you lose lose your grip sometimes. You want to
0: rage against something.
2: The machine.
0: <laughs> 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 I am in I was in the rage against the machine for sure. Nice. Yeah, 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 they're a yeah. really good band. Tight. Tight.
1: Tight. Yeah.
2: Tight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, it, I, think it, I think it can make people uncomfortable, right? And then that's some of the point to it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a part of the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, right? The whole
3: thing is to shock people. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there's a, there's a shock thing to it. So what's fascinating to me, like here, you know, Pastor Fred, but like I have always been into Gothic kinds of horror stuff. Like I watch, and I'll watch serial killer stuff. And I'll watch gothic horror stuff. And uh, I'll like, and i go back into history and read some of the early novels. You know, whether, it's, whether you're dealing with you know, Frankenstein or you know, all those. But I'm talking about the original early gothic novels that came out of England in the 1800s, right? So that gothic genre of, uh, you know, pity dreadful. You ever seen any, I don't know. You seen that one? Not one. It's some, it's inter, you know. So I've been into it more from the literature, movie side of things. So I've I been actually, around for a while. Yeah, long time. Yeah. long yeah. time. And some of it's parable and metaphor, like you're, 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 you're trying. you There can be times when you're trying to teach certain lessons against. There's an anti-religion component to this stuff, right? Theme-wise. There can be yeah
1: I don't think ours our lyrics are, specifically. No. Yeah. we're just
0: kind of neutral in that zone, but what's interesting like i have I have friends who are atheists, I have friends who are anti-religion, and um when I listen to them and like go, okay, well, tell me why, why are you an atheist? why are you anti-religious?" and then like they'll say something, and I'll like half the time, maybe three quarters of the time, I'll go, Well, I agree with like what they're protesting against. Is actually something that I would protest against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just and so it's a, it's interesting, you know. Sometimes the th- the core of what people are are protesting against sometimes, if if you unpack it, yeah, I think isn't as uh, crazy as if, as if, it might appear. If anything, it'd be more
1: anti-organized religion than faith in mm-hmm. general. Yeah, you know, it's not like. Don't, yeah. don't carry who you pray to. <laughs> Brand, no, I, Just like don't that. push yeah. it on me. <laughs> yeah. Don't
2: push it, but don't disrespect you. Don't be like, don't yeah. be hating on other people for their religions. Totally. That's it's 100. Yeah. percent Everybody's right to believe who they believe in. Don't be, don't be starting nothing that nothing that needs to be started. You
0: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's let's talk. You so you're coming out with a new album. Yep, March on birthday. 10th on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And we're we could have a basement party down here.
1: <laughs>
0: you invite your friends and I'll just, I'll just listen. Yeah. Uh, but Ben sent me some of the songs uh-huh. um, Slurping Serpents, Guts, Necromantic, mm-hmm. Facial Degloving, 250 Forgotten Corpses. Yep. So this is yeah. five songs. Listen to all five of them. What's each your favorite? Of, each of them's. I think I I think the 250 Forgotten I kind of like nice. right at the end there um, a little
2: cherry on top, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, and these are about a minute and a half two minute songs yeah, yeah. snap I didn't know that <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I I wanted to get like the actual times of all of them and see how long it was by I, I you, have you have the files
0: so I brought that up because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't used to listening to such short songs. What's the what's the idea behind? And Ben was telling me that's pretty normal.
2: Well, if I'm going to yeah. be for real, I'm a pretty big guy, so keeping all that <laughs> all that stamina for about four minutes is a little difficult. I feel like I'm running a mile just to play a
1: three minute song. <laughs> I and mean, it's so fast, it's like yeah. the work. <laughs> the work yeah. of a five minute song. And yeah, Ben's. I
3: mean, they all have like their own unique thing to offer, so it's not just like a bunch of short. Pointless stuff,
0: you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the thought behind Slurping Serpents?
2: Oh, yeah, I wrote Smoking the li- weed, right? <laughs> I wrote the lyrics for that one. Um Yeah, we were just writing it. And can we talk about that stuff on here? I don't know. Okay, um <laughs> these two goobers were being goofy on the weed. And I was just like, I'm going to write some lyrics. But I don't know if they're, like they're directly about weed. But it was just, like, kind of inspired it because, like, you know, getting baked in the sun, that kind of thing. Like a snake? Like a snake. But then I started thinking about it like people who are snakes in the grass, people who try to put themselves in something they're not really about just to try to see what it's about and try to ruin it for people. Not really down with that. There can be a lot of that, especially in hardcore and death metal. People who try to be something they're not, and it's kind of just weeding the snakes out. Could be another way to look at it? But these guys
0: just think it's about weed. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take, they take it much deeper than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that we've we've had several rappers on here, and uh that's always one of the major themes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, how about guts? What guts? Well, guts is about getting
3: Pretty pretty swifty. Yeah, getting good getting messed up in some pretty nasty ways getting like How your stomach cut open. Yeah
0: It's a very it's a very
3: to the point song. It's not really about anything in particular, you know, it's just like Some words on to scream over these riffs mm-hmm. like
0: graphic novel kind of.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it was always meant to be more of a live song like I mean, yeah. I mean, of course it's recorded, but yeah. I think it's going to go crazy like in a basement somewhere. In a yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Necromantic. That's another one. That's what, you, wrote was that another one? one you wrote that one? You wrote the lyrics on that one? Yeah. Whoa. Well, uh, necromantic. What's the word mean? Well, <laughs> that's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun part.
3: <laughs> but, uh, so it's pretty adjacent to necrophilia. Necromantic is like wanting to uh have like romantic relationships with corpses and stuff so the song is about digging up a corpse um enjoying yourself
0: with it and then getting eaten alive by said corpse wow i didn't
1: realize that so. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: like a zombie movie you know like mm-hmm. oh kind of yeah kinda, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> has to be a hot dead zombie Apparently, if someone's wanting <laughs> to get in that grave and get going, fresh after in the it. fresh in the grave. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> talk about getting boned. <laughs> so when I, um, we were we were talking about uh, some of the some of the themes of uh, some of the literature. Mm-hmm. You were saying you're into Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. H. P. Lovecraft. actually read these folks yeah yeah
3: yeah love me some uh some pope in particular Uh pope like the mask of the red death the fall of the house of troy you know all these incredible incredible works that unfortunately i can't work them into lyrics as good as you know some people can Mm -hmm. black dollar murder being absolute lyricists but it's it's good to like entice that kind of creative spark yeah, to to read all these crazy convoluted words.
0: Are you familiar <laughs> with some of this stuff, Matt? Mm-hmm. The Edgar Allan Poe and H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Have you dove into them at all?
3: Um, a little
4: bit more H.P. Lovecraft than Edgar Allan Poe, mainly because I love like Lovecraft style like
0: movies. Yeah. But what are some of the the most popular Lovecraft style movies that are out right now? I haven't seen the, it. What's uh, like the girl's name that's in all the Twilight movies? Underwater. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's her name? <laughs> the Oh, crud. I know who you're talking about, yeah, though. The, that movie ends up at like the end
4: of it. You basically end up finding
0: out this thing that's like, that they're fighting against is basically like Hulu. Okay. Snap. It's pretty cool. How about. Uh, so you.
4: So there's a TV, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there's like a series on Amazon that is like every episode is loosely based on an H.P. Lovecraft,
0: like either story or creature. Mm. So mm. It's really good. I, I can't remember the name of it. I can tell you. Um, the, the character in, uh, oh, at the end of the uh, Stranger Things, Vec- is Vecner. Vecner. Vecna, is he from H.P. Lovecraft? I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. No, I can't um, comment. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's an underground creature figure, you know, in Stranger Things. A lot of
4: the creatures from Stranger Things are actually kind of inspired off of, like,
0: Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, Um, okay.
4: That
0: would make sense. Well, the name of the show I was thinking is, it's called Lovecraft Country. Ah, all right. So I think Lovecraft, so I studied ancient Near Eastern history. I was working on a PhD in the Hebrew Bible. And if you go back into some of your ancient uh, Sumerian gods, some of the gods of Sumerian, these are ancient polytheistic cultures, Sumerians, Egyptians, uh, you, you've got gods of the dead, all these kind of things that are, that are in that. And I think H.P. Lovecraft actually went back to some of those ancient Gods for some of his characters, themes, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, like, he was a lot more of a historian than people realize when he picked up on some of his themes and stuff like that. Kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, so how about uh, facial degloving? You
2: want me to take this? I mean, we worked on it. Did we work on it together? Yeah, I remember the original, but that's all you know.
1: It's about. uh, uh, killing a pedophile
2: <laughs> ripping yeah. his face
1: off Yeah, um, they're just not good people <laughs> and they, a, facial not a, good faces, a facial degloving is not a good yeah. thing a facial degloving is not a good um, thing yeah it's again it's not I mean I don't know any pedophiles that I'm aware of I don't have an urge to kill a pedophile it's just I guess an analogy for being angry in mm-hmm. sense of things Yeah. It's
0: a groovy song. It's meant to make people move. That's the first one
2: we wrote. It is the first one. Okay.
0: All right. And then 250 Forgotten Corpses. That was the name. That was like on a Facebook post. There was this. Oh?
2: There was this medical school, and the title for it was 250 Corpses Found in this Basement, like medical corpses, like dead people they were working on and stuff. And I was like. What a concept! You have a whole like cemetery of just forgotten dead people, and like they're pissed off for being forgotten, so they're gonna come back to life. And like the lyrics, you know, it's a short song. We kept it kind of knocked loose, counting worms with it, you know, and um, shortened it up. But the long of it was, the dead are mad for being forgotten, so they're gonna come alive and eat people's memories, so that they'll have memories and that whole thing. It was just a hard concept, and I was like, shoot. Google Doc
1: that mug up, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Google Doc notes
0: app, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so <clears throat> I wish we could play a. I wish we could play one, but we're not gonna. We're, you guys are releasing your stuff March tenth. Yeah. When When's yeah. the podcast gonna be out? Tomorrow. Oh <laughs> <snap>. <laughs> You got You
1: got a busy day ahead of you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. This will come out. We're 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 right on. I just came back from Colorado. And so I'd, I'd loaded up a bunch of podcasts before I went, mm-hmm. but then we released them all. Yep. And then now I'm, now Changing I'm up. back, back to where <laughs> we don't have any, don't have any on the thing. So yeah, we, I release, I try to release a podcast every Wednesday. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm curious, uh, how will you, how will you release the album? How do people find it? Anybody that? Like your friends that listen to check into this, what are what are they waiting for? How do they find it?
3: I mean it's common to streaming platforms, that's for sure. Streaming, C D and Cassette.
1: Oh yeah. Nope. No okay. vinyl. We're not we're not to vinyl yet. Nope. No <laughs> cassette is a surprisingly big thing in the underground metal world. For
3: some What's reason. up with that? Tell I me. Cassettes
0: are the thing now. There's yeah. like this
3: huge like uprising, I guess re- revival of like '90s music culture, I guess. And there's mm. like there's like a bunch of analog nerds coming out of the woodworks and stuff. So mm-hmm. the the market like disappeared, but now it's back again. That's you know?
2: fascinating. Like every time I go to a show and I see a cassette on like a merch table, I'm like, dude, they got
3: cassette for real. Yeah,
2: Killers. I don't, like I don't even have a front. cassette
0: player. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a 2001 Ford Ranger sitting in my garage. You got a cassette that player in there. It's got a cassette player in it. The XLT? The 4 Ranger XLT? Uh-huh. I mean, you might have the same truck. Really? <laughs> that's, what park, that's what I park too. It's not a four-wheel drive, though. Just two-wheel. But I think mine was two-wheel, too. Really? It handles like shit in the wintertime. It does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Almost over. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I've got... I've still got a cassette player somewhere tucked away somewhere, you know, like a I'll boom, get like a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> we spent our uh,
1: our last weekend erasing old cassettes, so we wouldn't have to buy new ones with the magnet.
0: Holy crud! Yep. <laughs>
1: having to go through with like
0: acetone. Dude, I got boxes of revenant. cassettes yeah. that I just boxed them up, and they're sitting somewhere, like boxes. <laughs> Freaking boxes! <laughs> no, maybe I'll we'll have one more. I to probably got Dookie yep. on cassette. I probably oh <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> man, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> You know what? I'm, yeah, you know. see, so you guys aren't too too young to not know that reference, right? Um, Even though that was came out before you were born, probably right.
2: Uh, probably we'll listen to stuff. Like some of our favorite bands come out before we even thought about being born. Yeah. Like yeah. Black Sabbath. Like I don't know about Ben. But I know with me and him, Black Sabbath is huge for us. Oh yeah. But then these two, they, they don't like Budgie. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Pioneers of metal. I didn't mean to spit on the table, but pioneers of
0: metal. <laughs> these posers don't know about them. <laughs> so, um, locally in Kansas City. Who who are some of the bands that are in your in the same genre right now? Tenant.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: tenant.
0: Tenet. Tenet. okay. Oh yeah. Spine.
2: Spine. Spine? Yeah. Spine? They're like the hometown heroes. Mm, big inspirations. Her- They're nice. like the hometown
0: heroes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if they do a gig, where are they where are they doing it at?
1: I would do your farewell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 100
0: mm-hmm. percent Perfume mm-hmm. USA.
2: Not, not irritated. There's yeah. gross girls. Scuff, just sewing slurred. circle. Yeah. Not Kansas City scene, but kind of tragic fate out of St. Oh, Joe. St. Joe. Mm. The December. Scruffy and the janitors. Almost enemies. Mm, mm. The boys. The boys. Yep mm-hmm. Scruffy and the janitors
1: still around? Y'all, they still play shows at Cafe Acoustic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: Solo artist Tim Whelan.
0: Tim Leland. Tim Leland. Tim Leland, yeah, it's like yeah. a good, it's a, that's a really good guy. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what kind of, uh, like who, who are some of the bands nationwide that are in this genre right now that are Turnstile probably the biggest. Okay. Yeah,
2: Turnstile just got nominated for Grammys, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. People are saying
1: they went mainstream.
0: They're getting what do they know
1: about it. They're getting. I. I it, Good. There it sounds,
0: sounds more produced, cooler, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> vanilla and vanilla. Hmm.
2: Drain, Scowl, yeah. mm-hmm. 200 Stab Wounds, mm. Sanguasugabog, yeah, <laughs> Undeath, the Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. Jesus Boys. Peace. Jesus Peace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, huh. Enforced. Power. You just said Jesus Peace. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, for <laughs> <That's my> sure. <shirt. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say Power Trip, but rest in peace, Riley. Rest in peace, Riley. Rest in power. Oh. Um. One. Pretty underground. Rickshaw Billy's Burger <laughs> Patrol, like, huge inspiration. Way 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 too underappreciated. That's what I'm saying. But they're coming up. They're opening for Tenacious D. They are opening for. Tenacious yeah. D. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean. I took that for a second just to <laughs> say all the bands that I like, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's a genre that, um, like I, you know, I've never really dove into it at all. Uh, so when you're most of these bands that you guys just named, I've never, I've never heard of them. So, uh, but like there, there are some bands you know, i like, I liked Lincoln park. I liked rage against the machine. These are older bands, but, um, and so that, I, I could see myself if I dove into it a little bit.
2: We can definitely recommend you something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely recommend you
0: something. Yeah, interesting stuff. What What do you think about, um, you know, sometimes when, you know, like, you take, like, parents. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can get parents who are, like, if their kids get into this, <laughs> mm-hmm. then they worry you, right? Have you ever found that? Yeah, have, have your parents been that way a little bit? Definitely. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about we'll talk about playing this one place, and they're like, "Where is that at? Who's gonna be there?" You know, and then like I'll say this place, and then they got nothing good to say about it. And it's like, we're not idiots, you know. We're not gonna go somewhere hooting and hollering, raising a bunch of hell for no reason, and attracting a bunch of unwanted attention to ourselves. Like it's it's a venue for a reason. You go inside to play the music. You're not. You know, yeah, letting everybody in
1: Kansas City know. what do you think their fear is though? you'll get hooked on something or yeah. someone's gonna do something bad, yeah some yeah.
2: somebody's gonna come rob your stuff or
1: shoot you for saying looking
2: at them the wrong way,
1: some
3: very unfortunate stereotypes,
2: yeah,
0: okay. crowd. that's yeah. what I <laughs> that's what I'm wondering.
1: I think drugs are a big thing, like they're afraid you are gonna be playing shows in a meth house and stuff on a heroin needle or something. You know? yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. get addicted to heroin.
0: That was my parents' big worry of me. So yeah. So what have you found, like, the, the crowd that you find into it? Like, so So Matt, you're into this. You've got some of your kids getting into it. You're not worried about them going off the deep end because they're into this. Why?
4: Uh, because some of the most genuine Kindest people I've
0: ever met in my life were at metal shows. Really? It's like the most welcoming
4: right. community you will
1: ever meet in your life. If, right. if you fall down, you're getting picked up. Like, yeah, words. you get See, this picked is
4: up so the interesting. People kissed can go on go crazy <laughs> <laughs> and throw themselves around in a mosh pit, but the second someone gets hurt or falls down or gets stepped on, everybody stops. The music will stop. Like every Everyone makes sure that everybody's okay, mm-hmm. that they're taken care of. You can dress whatever, you, however you want, look like whatever you want smell like whatever you I was want.
0: just going to say smell. <laughs> <laughs> no one and no one cares like
4: you can be completely yourself
0: and so it's like a community of misfits that yeah. in, rooted in love and grace yeah. but you have this crazy death theme lyric going on that's like slasher B film mm-hmm. type stuff but then it, you end up with this community of love and grace yeah. that follows it and the hangs big out with thing
4: for me that I picked up on when I was a kid I had a lot of misplaced anger from like some childhood stuff and some things that were going on and so i was angry a lot and finding that music for me was like therapeutic
2: a release a thousand, I, oh, a thousand percent could, absolutely a thousand i could percent.
4: relate to what they were saying and like the idea in my head of like when i'm pissed off like i want to hurt someone even though i'm not going to act on it mm-hmm. and then hearing somebody else like yell about it i'm like thank god like somebody, uses, <laughs> somebody, somebody gets somebody it somebody else yeah. could relate on the same level that's that so interesting at. and mm-hmm. it's like okay to talk about like hey I have these weird crazy
0: thoughts or these yeah. like, I'm frustrated
4: and not everything has to be like I don't know because I still there's a lot of mainstream music that I like but it like I don't relate to a lot of it <laughs> like, right. I don't know like i don't know it's as far as community goes like some of like still my best friends to this day were people that i met at metal shows and just walked right up to me and asked who i was and
0: befriended me like immediately that's so interesting so So it's like you're singing this violent slasher lyric stuff but then the community that Mm -hmm. gathers around it is almost like the opposite like they're loving kind that's what a lot of people come to it for like that's what I go to it for is the sense of community you can have. And yeah. like, I mean,
2: like, I don't have it a hundred percent, but like, even with these three dudes, like a hundred percent just being buds and we all can relay on this thing and it's music. And that's
0: uh-huh. the coolest
2: thing in the world that you just find your comfort zone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So interesting, man. I, so I've always been attracted to like this idea of community of misfits, you know, and being able to find, be being able to be accepted for who you really are, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Don't have to put on masks, shows, anything like that.
1: Well, shows.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> masks or you facades. People you know, do makeup. You know, I know that. You have to
0: do. People do makeup. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh, we're down with makeup. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, man. I uh, I really, I, I just find it fascinating, and that that angle to it is like even loving community that uh, that is almost therapeutic in some ways is so interesting. A lot of people would never take the time to think about it that way, but you've experienced it that way.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Very cool. All right guys, how do people find you?
1: Instagram will have the demo out March 10th set cd spotify I'll
0: so what, what are they going to gonna look at what are they going to type into
1: dead on
2: collision Instagram.
0: kansas city violence
2: well not the is it kansas city violence i thought it was just dead on collision one word
1: well kansas city violence is the name of the demo yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well, I'm just saying like for Instagram our Instagram yeah. handle yeah. is at dead on yeah. collision one word thank no, you gosh. for clarifying
2: yeah. I was admit, yeah. <laughs> yeah or if you see a flyer if, if we if you see us at a show and we hand you a flyer our flyers have a little QR code yep. on you can just scan it yeah the demos if when we you know sell them or hand them out they'll have a little QR
0: code on there
1: yep yeah. simple
2: stuff
0: all right <laughs> simple stuff dead on collision folks tune in. And thanks for joining us at thanks Spirituality us. Adventures thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Great to get to know you a little bit and mm-hmm. hear your story and your love for your music.
3: Yeah. yeah. Good too. stuff.
0: All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us everybody. Take care. See you next time on Spirituality Adventures. Peace.
2: Peace. <laughs> Take care now. Got. It. All right. Good job.
0: This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, and make a one-time donation. Or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.